Your gross profit percentage is the most important number of every financial statement because that tells you, are you pricing right? And if you know your gross profit on a customer or a job, now then you can go into accounting system and start adding fields based on the decisions you got to make. Profit designers, we are bringing you some of our most popular podcast episodes from our vault. Enjoy these episodes and I will be back with you very soon. You work hard in your business. On the Profit by Design podcast, we ask the big question. What has your business done for you lately? Hi, I'm Dr. Sabrina Starling. I'm the business psychologist, the author of the four-week vacation and the How to Hire the Best series, as well as the founder of Tap the Potential, where we coach entrepreneurs like you to design sustainably profitable businesses that give you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account than ever. Because after all, we believe work supports life, not the other way around. Weekly on the Profit by Design podcast, we bring you tips, tools, and strategies from our own experiences and from the experiences of our guests who are entrepreneurial thought leaders and real life entrepreneurs, all to support you in making intentionally profitable and sustainable business decisions to live the lifestyle you desire. At Tap the Potential, we're on a mission to disrupt the traditional story of entrepreneurship. You know, grind it out, work really hard and work really long hours at the expense of your health, give up time with your family, and let your own quality of life suffer, all to keep the business going. It doesn't have to be that way. We believe work supports life, not the other way around. And that is our why behind everything we're doing at Tap the Potential. And it's our why behind the Better Business, Better Life Summit. This past year with COVID has been so stressful and so emotionally draining to so many entrepreneurs that we want to come in and be a breath of fresh air to inspire you so that you know you can actually grow your business again and have a high quality of life. Sign up now so you don't miss out on the summit as it's happening. We've gathered leading experts such as Mike Michalowicz, John Jantz, and David Jennings, and more. We're all coming together to share cutting-edge strategy with you to support you in designing a sustainably profitable business that gives you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account than ever. Sign up now so you don't miss out on the Better Business, Better Life Summit as it's happening. Go to worksupportslife.com. Profit designers, today we are going to get into a illuminating discussion around pricing and the question of should you discount? We have Stephen King with us. He has been a top executive at a Fortune 500 company, a bootstrap CEO, and a venture-backed tech startup founder. In addition, he's done nonprofit fundraising, and it's safe to say that Stephen is not your traditional CPA. Stephen is president and CEO of Growth Force, one of the nation's largest providers of outsourced bookkeeping and controller services. Regarded as an industry thought leader by AICPA and CPA.com, his ability to visualize the future of accounting has led Growth Force to become one of the fastest growing companies in America. 
His experience at the forefront of technology development and accounting system design spans nearly three decades. In 1995, he founded Virtual Growth, the nation's first cloud-based accounting service, and quickly grew it into a market leader. After being acquired by Insperity, Stephen was brought on as president of Insperity's Financial Management Services Division, serving two years before leaving to build Growth Force. He also spent seven years working at Amnesty International USA, first overseeing 300% growth as CFO, then raising over $20 million a year as Director of Development. Stephen's time at Amnesty reinforced his lifelong commitment to giving back to the community. As a result, nonprofits represent 35% of growth force clients. So with that, let's join our conversation with Stephen. Stephen, we're excited to have you with us today. We have a, a very important topic to discuss with you, and that is pricing. And if there is one thing that can have an impact on the quality of life for an entrepreneur and changing the profit in the business, it is getting pricing right. And just as we were talking before we hit the record button, we were talking about the different pressures that business owners are feeling right now in the new normal. So I would love it if you would bring us up to speed, maybe by sharing some stories about your own experience as an entrepreneur, where you learned about the importance of pricing. Well, you really hit on what I have a strong emotional belief of the difference between success and failure is, is getting pricing right. And I've been a CPA for 35 years and I've started three startups. And what I felt myself over the years was pricing is so hard because you're often insecure about the value that you're delivering. And it's hard to be objective about that when you're the widget, when you're delivering that service. And I remember in my early days, you know, I started a CPA firm when I left Ernst & Young at age 28 and I hated it. I just, I loved Ernst & Young and I loved accounting and I loved everything. But when I got into my own business, it was so difficult to make money because I undervalued myself. And instead of what I've learned later on is, you know, values in the eye of beholder, right? What are they, what's the most somebody's willing to pay and what can you demonstrate as the return on investment from your contribution, your value? is really helps you be one of those companies that thrive. And I have created this kind of impact of discounts calculator because I was fascinated to realize that, you know, so fast forward you know, to now as a growth force, you know, we've got 62 staff and I've been doing it for 15 years. And I learned over the years that, you know, when a sales rep used to come in and say, I'm in a competitive situation here, right? We need to give them a 10% discount in order to be able to close this deal. And then we'll make it up in after sales or service and referrals and, you know, our branding in the community and the industry or whatever the rationale is. I got people sitting on the bench, not working. Let me get the deal in the door so that I can make money and get the cash flow from the deposit check, right? Whatever your rationale is for doing the 10%. And what I did this calculator, I realized that's what causes cash flow problem. That discount, that reduction in your price all comes out of profits. And it's profits that create cash flow problems, right? In cash flow, free cash flow, either lack of profits, great cash flow problems or having a profit. And so once I learned not to say yes to that 10% discount, and then the second part was to have real visibility into the true cost to deliver that work so I can see what's my real profit margin, everything in our business change. And as our advisors to 
small project-based service businesses, everything we did with them changed. And we've got lots of stories of companies that went from cash flow problems and no profits to seven-figure profits in less than a year just by dealing with pricing. So what is the impact of discounting? So it depends on your profit margin. If you have a 40% profit margin, right? So, you know, we do a lot of construction business and that's kind of a target number, right? That you're looking for. And in any service business, you know, it's going to be 40 to 60%, right? Professional service is going to be in the high end. If you have a 40% profit, gross profit, and you give a 10% discount, you have to sell 33% more sales to generate the same bottom line. 33% more. Wow. That's a lot of effort. That's a lot. And the lower the margin, if you have a 50, if you have a 33% margin or a 30% margin, just use a simple example, you have to sell 50% more sales. You hit it right on the head when you were talking about the emotional connection to the pricing in the beginning. And especially in a home-based service business, you're in front of the client, you want to be their hero but lacking the confidence to actually price appropriately is seriously damaging, right? But then I think when you're armed with those figures, like what you were just talking about, I mean, who wants to do 33% more work (laughs) to make up for a discount? And here's the best part, right? If you have that 40% margin and you add 10% to your pricing, you can sell 20% less and make the same money. This is how we've seen this with our clients. This is how some businesses, the owner takes Friday off, right? They can take a month vacation like you have in your book, Sabrina. Yes. Because they got pricing right. And they don't, you know, Mike, as you say, they don't have that insecurity of pricing. And what I have learned is I had to let somebody else do the pricing. I had to take somebody who was objective, a fi- my finance person and say, okay, you price the jobs. What do you come up with? And I remember the fees started going up. It's like, well, let's look at your margins. You're not including project managers. You're not including the travel time. You're not including, you know, fully loaded labor costs. I've got a great story. I've got a couple of case studies from clients. Let us share their data. Otherwise, you know, as a CPA, it's confidential, but I've got a couple that I'm really excited to share. Liberty Pipeline is a pipeline services company, was a pipeline services company in Spring, Texas. These guys came out of Enron. You've heard of Enron? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they were the smartest guys in the room. They were brilliant. And Enron had some real businesses. Pipeline services was one of them. There was no shaking of the books and the balance sheets with the pipeline services. It was a real business. When that house of cards came down, Alan Weatherford, who's the head of that division, he started Liberty Pipeline in Spring, Texas, and he brought over his management team. It's a construction business, right? They do pipelines. That's basically, you know, they're staffing in the construction industry and brought over his management team and he brought out of his clients and he started, he had a five or $6 million business right out of the gate. And he had a business model was they needed to make a 20% profit margin. That's what the industry average was. Whoa. Yeah. You know, it's very competitive. It's commodity. Their clients are big, giant oil companies, right? They have pricing Mm -hmm. power. And so basically he had priced his jobs based on if I'm paying somebody $80,000 in salary, I need to bill them out at $100,000 a year to make 20%. And he made a classic mistake that we see all the time. He forgot about his fringe, the burden rate. His salary was not the real cost of his business. He had 28% in taxes, in health insurance, and you know, 401k contributions. And, you know, what we really emphasize is, you know, I've been a CPA, had my own firm, board of the Houston Society of CPAs for over a decade. 
and a proud CPA, but the accounting industry was designed for compliance. Mm. Your CPA's job is to help you pay as little in taxes as you legally are allowed to, to get you through an audit, to make sure the bank is happy. It's designed for external users. That's financial accounting. Management accounting is about internal users. And so what management accounting is really understanding your unit economics, right? The profitability on each job, of each customer, of each product and service that you deliver. And we do QuickBooks, NetSuite, and Zero, And Intuit Payroll and Insperity have automated activity-based costing. What that means is that when somebody fills out a timesheet, whatever timesheet system you use, when you run the payroll, it allocates the labor costs above the line so you can calculate your direct labor for seeing your gross profit, and you're below the line, your overhead costs. And once we did that, we showed Alan that he had between 8% and 12% margins. He's like, that's not possible. It's in my contract. But he had time leakage. Now, this is the one number that I see all the time. I got another construction company in Ohio, the Dirt Works Chicken Coop. You know, they had time leakage. The owner was looking at the margins and he was like, you know, how do I have such low margins? It's like, you're not billing for all your work. So he flew up to Ohio to meet with the client and the contractors and figure it out. And he got there and the guys were at the bottom of the hill with the bulldozers and the backhoes pushing dirt back up the hill. He's like, what are you doing? This is not in scope. We're supposed to be paving the roads for that development up the top of the hill. He goes, oh, there's a big storm last night. All the dirt got washed down and we can't do our job until we get the dirt back up at the hill. And he's like, well, we got to get paid for that. So both Alan and, and Ross, those two construction companies, they both found that they had missing costs and time leakage. And those two things alone, if you can create a work order, track the time that you're not getting paid for, and then make sure that your pricing includes the fully loaded labor costs, all that extra pricing goes right into your bottom line, goes right into your bank account. Now, nice. Alan Weatherford went from being cash flow poor, using a factor to pay payroll, and he assumed it's because, you know, Weatherford and KKR paid net 45. Once we changed the pricing, he got rid of the factor. He generated a million dollars in profits at the end of one year. And he sold the company three years later for $10 million because he could show them the real margins. Wow. So what I hear in that is he was making an assumption that the problem lied elsewhere, that it was the net 45, right? And the data that you were able to provide him helped him make more informed decisions. He was able to see a bigger picture. Exactly. He, the emotions came out of it. Yeah. How do you suggest entrepreneurs, you know, where would somebody begin to gain that confidence? So the first thing I would do is, you know, the traditional financial statement is income minus expenses equals profits, right? Mm -hmm. And if you, you know, QuickBooks has 88% market share, so I'll just talk about them, but this applies to every accounting system. It comes out of the box in alphabetical order. You got accounting and advertising and bank charges and commissions, and then three quarters of the way down is payroll taxes and maybe officer's compensation if you want to show that separately. That's the biggest expense in a service business. Mm -hmm. It's usually 70% when you look at the fully loaded labor costs. It could be higher. What you got to do is you got to separate those costs that are above the line that, are include, that should be in cost of goods sold. And cost of goods sold only has two parts. It's got, those are the direct costs that the customer directly paid for. It's your direct labor, the people that earned you the work, the billable, the guys work in the backhoe and the pushing the, you know, the bulldozers and your direct materials, the stuff they had to buy in order to do the job. What you do is you go into the accounting system and you create a cost of goods sold account type instead of an expense type. And what that does is it automatically moves those accounts above the line. And now your reports will show you your income 
minus your cost of goods sold equals gross profit. And to my mind, your gross profit percentage is the most important number of every financial statement because that tells you, are you pricing right? And if you know your gross profit on a customer or a job, now then you can go into accounting system and start adding fields based on the decisions you got to make. Pricing's number one. Number two is which clients should you fire? Which clients should you reprice or change the scope? And then which, how do you spend money to make money, sales and marketing? And if you see the gross profit of your client, you can go in and add a custom field in the accounting system like lead source, right? We have another case study, Chief Outsiders is a chief outsourced chief marketing officer. And he wanted to know, he said, can I see the return on investment from my marketing campaigns? Of course, that's the holy grail, right? That's, you know, what everybody liked to, a big dollar amount that you put into sales and marketing. Once you see that gross profit percentage by customer, by job, you can go into QuickBooks and add a custom field for whatever decision you're trying to make. In this case, lead source. So we created a lead source field. Now you run the customer profitability report by lead source. You can see who is your most profitable lead source. He had, he sent us an email a couple of years ago in January. He says, hey, I got this bill from one of my sponsorships for six figures and it's January and we're at partnership for tax purposes. I distributed the cash out to our 68 partners across the country. So I don't have six figures in the bank. I'm going to pass on this sponsorship. Can you guys tell me how much revenue we got from that sponsorship? And we emailed them back, said yes, because we have the profitability of each customer and we added this custom field. We said, yes, but you're asking the wrong question. It's not how much revenue you got. It's how much profit did you earn? And he had the program he was about to give up on was his best one four times better than the next marketing campaign. He's like, oh my God, I almost didn't do this. Wow. His gut told him the timing wasn't right. My feeling was I'm going to pass. So by making a data-driven decision, by moving your cost, Mike, above the line into cost of goods sold, you could see the profitability of your work. And that allows you then now slice and dice that profitability by industry, by sales rep, whatever way you want to make decisions. So, you know, this gets me really excited, Stephen, because as I think about the business owners dealing with the new normal and, you know, loss of revenue, loss of customers from COVID-19 and what we've been through, one of the things I focus on a lot with our clients at Tap the Potential is the pumpkin plan and the sweet spot of the business. And that relies on the 80-20 principle, understanding that 20% of your clients and customers are responsible for 80% of your revenue. And what I think is very intriguing is if we focus on those top 20%, who are responsible for 80% of the revenue, and we set a goal to increase the revenue from that top 20% by 25%, we're at choice. We can get rid of 80% of our clients and customers, or if, if COVID-19 got rid of them for us, yeah. so be it. Okay. So we take that and combine that with what you're sharing, and we start breaking it down and looking at the gross profit per job and lead source within that top 20%, now we're able to get a highly refined analysis of the business and make very strategic decisions about pricing and value. And what I hear and where you started is that it's not just a matter of raise the prices because, and we're using a lot of construction examples, construction is a highly competitive industry. So it's about showing the value 
what, in your experience, what are some different ways to show value that allow a business owner to price to have the margin they need to have good profit? Well, I think you hit on it, right? By running those profitability reports based on the decision you're trying to make. So in your example, Sabrina, if you want to get, you want to figure out who are the 20% of the clients, right? Now you can put an industry field in the counting system. And QuickBooks has this. You know, you can have custom fields in there, zero, NetSuite, any of them have it. Then you can start to get data to tell you who are those 20%. Mm-hmm. And what we have found is the companies that have the largest margin are the ones that you offer the most value to. So you kind of reverse engineer it and say, okay, on these clients that have the highest margin, why are we able to get that margin? Do we have specialized knowledge or business processes? Do we have, is there a pain point that's unique for that industry that we're able to solve? Like for us, we do project-based service businesses and nonprofits because this activity-based costing allows you to be able to deliver management accounting that nobody else has. And once you've got that, then you are, to my mind, you're able to also, by having that activity-based costing, to see the details of the work that you're doing, to see the time leakage. You know, like what we did was we're big fans of T-sheets, right? It's a, you know, T-sheets? Oh, yes. We use it at Tap the Potential. We're big fans. Isn't it great? (laughs) Yes. And Intuit bought it. So it means it's fully integrated into the QuickBooks ecosystem. And so, you know, when the bulldoze drivers at Chicken Coop show up for work, it's got a geofence and it says, you've arrived on site. Do you want to start your clock? And you hit the start the clock. And then the next thing comes up says, what piece of equipment are you working on? Are you a bulldozer or a backhoe? And then the third one is, is this part of the job or is this out of scope? Is this a work order? And what that does is it captures that time leakage. Mm. And then what the owner was able to do is to go to the home builder and say, here is all the work that the foreman on site has asked us to do that was not included in our bid and we need to get paid. And I remember when he started submitting the reports and he, we went from a loss in the first six months of last year, 2019, to a 22% net income in the last six months. And I, when I met with him you know, to do year-end planning, he said, what, and budgeting, I said, what, you know, what was, how did it work? He said, the home builder said, you're the only subcontractor we have, which explains to me why I'm getting billed. So it's so easy to pay you because it's very clear you're pushing dirt up the hill because of the rainstorm that's out of scope. And so you just get paid for it. And all that extra billing goes right into the bank account, right into the profits. Yeah, that's the, the strength definitely is in the clarity. I know from my past too, because I'm a builder by trade in my younger years, you know, it'd be the same thing, right? I mean, you look at a project, you know that you can do it well, so you minimize the time because you do, you know, you're this superhero builder. So I can get in there and build this in X amount of time. But if I'm not accounting for all of those unknowns and the rain and the extra dirt and going to Home Depot 15 times and all these different things, right? Now, all of a sudden I'm slipping. And even if you do have a change order, you know, people the client typically gets defensive with a change order. But if you're able to professionally show them the time, the materials, why it's out of scope in great detail with a report, you know, nine out of 10 times, they're going to approve the change order, which like you said, goes right into the profit bucket instead of being taken away in the expense bucket and minimizing your profit. Yeah. And what's nice about it is the technology just makes it so easy. You know, with T-sheets, tracking time is not the issue that it was. You know, we got a lot of creative industries who was like, oh, we're, we're designers, we're web developers, you know, we don't bill by the hour. It's not about billing, it's about costing, right? Job costing. 
And Intuit Payroll for desktop has it built in. So if you use Intuit Payroll on QuickBooks Desktop, it's free. You just go into the preference sections of QuickBooks, go down to Payroll and check that box that says use timesheets to run payroll. And it automatically allocates the labor based on the how the people felt the timesheets. For QuickBooks Online and Desktop, Insperity has it automated, right? They're a PEO and they've got a full integration. All the other payroll companies, there's a workaround. You can do it manually. You know, you do a, what we call a mock payroll using Intuit Payroll. Or, and no matter how you do it, even if you do it manually, it's a game changer. It, makes, it gives you management reporting. The other thing I think is really interesting is the other big mistake that we see is clients who think their biggest account is their best account. Mm. I got an you know, IT company in New York called Tag One, and Peter Hoyes is the COO. And they had a giant IT company, you know, one of the giants is their client, their biggest client, 40% of their revenue. And uh, they came to us because Insperity actually introduced them to us. And they said, you know, we're struggling with profits and cash flow. Like so many of the people that we see, it's the norm. Small businesses struggle with profits and cash flow. And what by seeing the profitability on each job, we were able to show her that your profit margin, your gross profit margin has to pay for overhead and generate a profit. And by, if you add up all your overhead for the whole year, and you divide it by the number of units you've got, you know, might be number of jobs in a construction business, might be number of billable hours in a service business. You can see how much overhead needs to be included in your price to cover your overhead on every job, on every billable hour. And then if you do the same thing and say, all right, I, if you want to make a 15% profit, which is really what a well-run company should have, how much dollars is that? Divided by the number of billable hours you're going to have in a year. Divided by the number of jobs you're going to have in a year. And when you're pricing that job or you're trying to figure out how much billable hours, how much the billing rate is per hour, you're not going to be insecure about saying, okay, you know, I, have, I want to bill about at $150 an hour, right, for an engineer, but I'm going to discount it by 10% and go down to 135 if you know that you only have $15 an hour profit baked into your price because that 10% is all your profit. Right. So I want to zoom out here and go to bigger picture and talk about the impact of this understanding on the entrepreneur's quality of life. Because what we deal with at Tap the Potential is we have entrepreneurs who come to us who are in a state of burnout. They have been, you know, cranking it out, grinding it out year after year. They have been chasing the eternal grail, holy grail of more revenue. And I've got to increase my revenue. And then at some point, I'm going to hit that magic number and I'm going to have the good life. And it never happens. And we get into conversations. Our first conversation that we have as soon as they start our program is what are the wins we are going to be celebrating with you in a year? Mm. And they start talking about sleeping <laughs> and days off and time with their family and, you know, having money that they can invest in their retirement accounts and pay for health insurance and whatever. And so we start looking at what is the amount of money that you need to, as the entrepreneur, to have a good quality of life in your personal life and design around that. And the big aha moment that inevitably happens is that understanding it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. Yes. And so when we, going back into the nitty gritty of pricing and margin here, and what you were getting at with the impact of discounting is that when we have the appropriate margin in our pricing, we are able to run a much more simplified, streamlined business. 
and there is a huge snowball effect. If you have to sell 33% more, that's more time for the entrepreneur. That's more time for the team members. If you are able to operate and not have to do that 33% more, you don't need as many team members. And there's a snowball effect there because like you said, Stephen, payroll is the biggest expense. And, you know, I write about how to hire the best. And I always tell people, if you can get away without hiring, you absolutely should. Because people introduce complexity into the business. They introduce heartache into the business. I think people bring the biggest heartache for the entrepreneur into the business. So running things on a much more simplified business model has a huge impact on quality of life. In your experience with the entrepreneurs that you've worked with and in your own personal experience, what happens in quality of life when we get pricing right? What do you see? Everything changes. All the stress level changes. You know, sales, I have lots of stories of clients who have thought that they will sell their self to profit. You know, I mentioned tag one. That's a great example. She, she got to 6 million in revenue trying to figure out what the right model was and opened up in new, new markets offered new products, hired salespeople, just pulled every lever you could possibly do to grow the top line, feeling like it'll help add to the bottom line, and it doesn't happen. And it just creates bigger problems, right? People and clients. Once we were able to show the real impact of changing the price on that biggest client, it took six months, by the way, because of fear, right? What happens fear. if they say, fear? What happens if they say no? I can't afford to lose my biggest client. That's 40% of our revenue. I need the cash flow. And what we had to do is to show her if you got rid of, if they said no and you kept the other 60%, but that was profit margin at 50% margin as opposed to 28% margin on the big one, you'd actually make more money because that big account wasn't covering its relative share of the overhead. Never mind not generating a profit. If those billable hours, weren't, there wasn't enough margin to just pay for the rent. So we're draining the other 60% of the client's profits to cover the big technology company's rent. After they got comfortable with, okay, if we lose them, we'll actually be better off. Just like you say, you know, the 80-20 rule. Then they went back to them and they said, look, here's all the out of scope work, the scope creep. You know, why do we have scope creep in a service business? Because we hire servants, right? I'm a servant. I love serving my clients. My staff get a dopamine charge when a client calls up and says, hey, can you generate a new report? Can you change the QuickBooks system? Can you? They're like, yes, I'm going to make you happy. That's going to make my boss happy and everybody's going to be happy. No, that's a work order. That's a change order. That's a, I'm happy to do it, but it's three hours of work. That small mindset shift changed everything. And in Liberty Pipeline's case, every one of their clients agreed to their fees. And in Tag One's giant technology company, agreed to their fees because they do such good work. And people, they make decisions based on risk avoidance. You're not going to risk starting over with another vendor if the vendor you have is really good, even if they come back and say, look, I got to charge you 18% more, or I need to lower the scope of services to stay in your budget. And if not, I need to transition you to another service provider. The big technology company agreed to their fees and they were so giddy by the fact that it worked. They went back to all of their clients and they increased all of their fees And they lost none of their fees because they could, as Mike said earlier, they could show them the details of what the scope was and what is out of scope, the time leakage. They made a million five in profits last year. 
Their whole world changed. Their life changed. Their emotional state changed. Their employees got bonuses. They got better health insurance. That means their communities are better served because they're happier members of society. It's a, this is to me is the way you change the American dream is just helping people get the pricing right. I can't agree more. And what I picked up on is you said fear. Fear was keeping them serving that very large client. And the question was, what if I lose them? I think a better question in that case is, what if you can't afford to keep them? Right. Okay, Stephen, how can our listeners get in contact with you? So it's www.growthforce.com. That's G-R-O-W-T-H force.com. Excellent. Thank you, Stephen. This has been a very enlightening and inspiring conversation. I appreciate your wisdom that you're sharing with us. My pleasure. Thank you for spending time with us today. Join our conversation in the Entrepreneurs Take Your Life Back Facebook community at tapthepotential.com forward slash group. Share your aha moments from today's episode, ask me questions, and join in on the fun with your fellow entrepreneurs on the journey to designing sustainably profitable businesses that give you more time for what matters most and more money in your bank account than ever. And finally, share today's episode with a friend if you know a friend who would enjoy it. This is real life business. Keep your chin up. Keep moving forward. You got this. If you're loving the Profit by Design podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your business or your life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. Our listener reviews help us get into the top 10 of all entrepreneurship podcasts so that more entrepreneurs like you discover us. Your review is critical in helping us make a difference for more entrepreneurs who are ready to take their life back.